Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? I want to point something else out because notice the kinsman redeemer, he spoke to her at midnight and all scripture speaks of our Lord, doesn't it? And some will say this is just a coincidence. And for those who say that, that's fine. And I'm sure that, you know, many do, but here's the thing in Matthew 25, the Lord Jesus gave us a parable about 10 virgins. And this is a very timely parable folks. Because that parable of the ten virgins is literally telling us these ten people who call themselves Christians, of them five are not really Christians, and five are. The parable in Matthew 25, and I'm going to read the whole thing, verses 1 through 13. Pay attention to this because there are some profound things, and it's connected to Ruth. It's connected to this chapter we're looking at today. Matthew 25, 1 through 13, Jesus says this, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Verse 3, those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Understand again in pictures and types, the oil in scripture many times is a picture of the Holy Spirit. It's a type of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what's being said here? Just as Jesus penned that letter to the church of Laodicea, Jesus told him, you think you're rich and in need of nothing, but I tell you, you're poor, you're blind, you're miserable, you're wretched, and you're naked. Trade it all in for fiery trials. I'm standing at the door knocking. You say you're a church, you're not a church, you're not true believers. This is a scary parable. Half of these in this parable were not saved. They were not believers. And what will happen to them? And look at this, though. Verse 5, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Man, I hope that's not true of us, because this is everybody. The bridegroom is, you know, seemingly delaying his coming. But be ready, church. And that's what this parable goes on to say. And look at verse 6. And at midnight, hey, when was it? Say it. Uh I'm getting used to this. This is awesome. Verse 6, and at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. You know God has no grandchildren? He wants relationship with you. You can't can't go off of grandma and grandpa's oil, off your parents' oil, off your cousins. He wants relationship with you. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Verse 10. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came 
And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Verse 11. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Now look at this. This is so heartbreaking. Verse 12. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Many in that day will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these marvelous works in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. That's relationship. You know, you've heard me joke about, you know, um, you can name any famous person. You know, you can say, hey, you know, I, I, I know Donald Trump. I know him personally. And people go, oh, really? Yeah, he doesn't know me. <laughs> There's no relationship there. You have to know the Lord, and he has to know you. There is, has to be this relationship. This is a powerful thing. And look at verse 13. These are the Lord Jesus' words to us. And those who want to just discard the rapture and say, oh, we can live how we want, or just any of these things in these days we live, look at verse 13. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. This is talking about the imminent return of Christ that he can come at any moment. It's one of the reasons we believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, because it's the only theory that allows for the imminent return of Christ, that he can come at any moment. Those are Jesus' words. And he tells us to watch. And in other passages, we're told to watch and pray and to be ready. Are you ready? Is there oil in your lamp? Is there relationship? The Word of God is so amazing. I tell you all the time, you can swim in the Word of God the rest of your life and you will never get to the bottom. It's that deep. And Ruth, she's come to Boaz, the kinsman redeemer, and she's asked for what? She's asked for accept, accept, acceptance, easy for me to say, for redemption. And Boaz calls out to her at midnight. And we're going to find out, even though he's older than her, probably 10 to 20 years older than her, He's so respectful. Look at his answer, verses 10 through 15. Then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men, whether rich or poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request. For all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. Beautiful. Verse 12. Now, it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a closer relative or a relative closer than I. Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good, let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you. As the Lord lives, lie down until morning. So she has to be patient even more. Verse 14, so she lay at his feet until morning. And she arose before one could recognize another. Then he said, do not let it be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. He's guarding her integrity here. That's what's happening. And then he's going to give her more grain so people will see, oh, she's just collecting grain. Verse 15, also he said, bring the shawl that is on you and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six ephahs of barley. That's more, the word there is measurement, not necessarily ephahs. And laid it on her, then she went into the city. And so he blesses her with more barley. But he tells her this. There's also a relative that's closer than him, probably Elimelech's brother. There's a relative closer than him. This is such a powerful picture as well. Pay attention to this. And we'll look at it in more detail next week. But understand, there's a beautiful picture and type going on here. Because this all points to something else. To our nearest relative who failed. 
Adam, our nearest relative Adam who failed. But it points to the second Adam, to the last Adam who was able to redeem. It's so beautiful when we look at this next week. It is so powerful. Can you tell I love the word of God? I love this. But now Ruth is going to make her way home. Verse 16 and 17. When she came to her mother-in-law, she said, Is that you, my daughter? Let me tell you this. That Hebrew phrase right there, what it's saying? Naomi's looking at Ruth, and she's not saying, Is that you? Like, oh, like Mr. Magoo, if anyone remembers that cartoon. She's not blind. It's not dark. She's saying, Are you no longer my daughter-in-law? Have you been betrothed to another? That's what she's asking there. Then she told her all that the man had done for her. And she said, these six ephahs of barley he gave me. For he said to me, do not go empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Hey, guys, if you're looking for a wife, here's a a helpful little hint from your Uncle Marty. Okay, if you're looking for a wife, be good to her family. Win them over. Do what you can. You know, Boaz is pretty wise. He's sending this barley home to Naomi. Look, just win them over. Sometimes it's not possible. I get it. No jokes in here. I'm not going to. But, you know, be wise. Be like Boaz. But among the Jewish writers, they claim that these six ephahs of grain or six measures of grain, it's a beautiful picture, and it points to the six pious men that would descend from Ruth. Those six men being David, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and the Messiah. Now, we know the Messiah's name. Hopefully, you know him personally. His name is Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. It's a beautiful thing. But then also know this. I think he's also doing something else. He's giving her these six measurements because Boaz was sending a message to Naomi, this Jewish woman who understood. God spent six days creating the heaven and the earth, and he rested on the seventh. And Boaz was sending a message that he was going to work He wouldn't rest until this was taken care of. Verse 18, then she said, sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out. For the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. Sit still, Ruth. Sit still. And I wonder how many of us need to hear that message today. Sit still and know that you aren't God. Sit still and be patient. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever situation you don't understand, don't get bitter like Naomi. Trust the Lord. Trust him. He has the best for you. And even in horrible, hard, difficult circumstances that I know some of you are going through, trust him. He's gentle. He's merciful. He's loving. He has the best for you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He loves you so much. He loves us so much, church. Don't give up hope. Just sit still. Lay at your master's feet. If you can't walk, if you're exhausted, just lay at his feet. Just lay at your master's feet. He wants relationship. Learn to love him. Learn to get to know him. Know him more. Study his word. Pray more. Seek him more than ever before because we need it in these days. But here's what I know. Good things happen when we trust the Lord and we just simply wait. And so I would ask you today to just wait on the Lord. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.